Hello and welcome to show number 62 of The Happiest Plate on Earth. I'm Christy, along with Wendy and Ryan. We welcome you to our table where the special of the day is always Disney food. And we believe that food tastes better when you eat it with family. We have something special for today's show, and our food, quote, could not be more appropriate. Wendy's son, Nick, joins us today with a review of his recent trip to Walt Disney World with his mom and dad. Nick gives us some insight on what it's like to return to the parks for the first time in quite a while and the joy of spending it with family. Well, I'm excited to uh, welcome a special guest, someone who just uh, went to Disney for the first time in a while. But Wendy's going to introduce him because they have a special relationship. Exactly. We are very happy to have Nicholas Mitchell, or as everyone other than his mother knows him by Nick, so you can call him that. Um, Nick is our oldest child, and I keep saying on the podcast, he's 28. He reminded me this weekend he's really 29. Um, Yeah, she she got that one right. And... We have been to Disney. He and I were just talking about it, and he thinks it's been approximately, he's been about 10 times in the last 20 years or so. Um, We are very happy to have him on the show. He loves Disney. He loves Disney food. He is an adult, so he can touch on adulting at Disney as well. So, Nicholas, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you, Mother. I appreciate the wonderful introduction. And, Ryan, it's a pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm excited to talk to you today about your most recent Disney trip, but also what Disney means to you. You come from a a pretty strong Disney family, and so I want to hear all about that. But first of all, tell me about this specific trip that you just went on. Who who was with you? Where did you stay? Kind of what what are the demographics of the trip? (laughs) Well, it's funny you ask, Ryan. It was actually the most spur-of-the-moment trip to Disney, anyways, that I have ever had. Um, my mom and my dad had been planning on going for a few months uh, with the everything in the status of the world where it is now. It you know it was kind of up in the air on when they were going to get to go or or how they were going to get to go for that matter. But uh, my wife and I had just moved back to our hometown about 30 minutes from where my parents live, and my mom told me she said, "Hey, you know if if you get free time, if you if you think you're going to have the weekend off, you know you need to come with us." And uh, I think it was Friday at three o'clock when I decided we were leaving uh, Saturday morning at four o'clock. So uh, <laughs> it was uh, very, very fast to say the least, but uh, I was able to go with uh, my mom, Wendy, who everybody here knows, hopefully, and uh, my dad, Robbie, uh, on, a, on a quick three-day little jaunt down to the world. And uh, it, was, it was absolutely incredible. It was very, very enjoyable. Very good. Very good. Nick, why Disney? You know, as a, as a young adult, I'm going to call you a young adult because I'm, I'm the old absolutely. age of 43. Why, what is it about Disney that, that keeps you interested in going? Well, Ryan, it's really everything about Disney. It's not just a specific thing. It's Disney in general. It's, it's the Pixar films and the Disney films that I grew up with. Being a 90s kid, it was Lion King. It was Aladdin. Um, but really, it's, it's the all-including and encompassing atmosphere that Disney offers, which I believe is unlike any other place in the world. Um, When we went down this most recent time, it was the first time I had ever been to Galaxy's Edge, being that it just recently opened. 
And I told my mom and dad when we got down there, I said, you know, what Disney does really well is making you feel like you're nowhere else on earth but yeah. where you are right now. And I had never been in a place that was just uh, as sensory overload as sure. somewhere like uh, uh, Galaxy's Edge. It was just absolutely incredible. And for me, it's not, you know, it's not like, oh, how can I ex escape reality? How can I get away from everything else? But it, it just, and my mom has said it 43,000 times on this podcast, it just is the most magical place on earth, and it's where you feel the most comfortable. It's where you feel the most joy. It's where you feel the most uh, just elation to be there. And, and really, that's, you know, why Disney? You could say the food. You could say uh, the rides. You could say uh, just the friendly personalities that greet you at the door every time you're there. But it, it's really why not Disney is, is really yeah, and, and And the reality is, you know, in, in your answer there, it's all of that. It's it's all of that put together is, is what we we call the Disney difference, you know, kind of that in, in the script. We always have the quote unquote Disney difference. And, and what you just described is, is all of that. I, I remember the first time that I was in Galaxy's Edge, my, my kids were like, why aren't you crying? Because they had seen all these clips of, <laughs> of uh, old, you know, older uh, or middle aged men, you know, going in and crying, you know, reliving their childhood. I go, I go, this is really overwhelming. I'm like, but, but, uh, you know, because it is, I mean, I grew up with star Wars, star Wars came out the sure. year I was born. And so star Wars has always been a part of my, my life. And you're right. Galaxy's edge just takes it to a whole other level. It really does. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm super stoked to see the new development of the, uh, resort that they're going to be building there and the all inclusive act that it's going to be that it just, it blows my mind what they're capable of and what they are continuing to do. So you, yeah. you're absolutely correct. Yeah, very good. Well, hey, let's talk a little bit about food. Oh, well, that's my specialty. <laughs> Everybody's got to eat, right? Yeah, and I eat a lot. So what would you say your food type is? What, what What's the type of stuff that, that you really look for in general when you're eating? And then where do you find that at Disney? Well, Ryan, for me, I really don't have a specific food type. I do prefer savory over sweet, but I enjoy sweet just as much as, you know, a hot dog or a, a basket full of fried potato chips. For me, it's really, where is it? Where can I get it? And when can I have it? Um, <laughs> and, and, and at Disney, it's, you know, obviously it's at Disney. Uh, when can I have it? And you can have it whenever you want and you can have it right now. So um, when it comes to Disney, for me, it's the food that really, I guess you would say, draws on the memories of past trips uh -huh. and, and, and in the family and togetherness and, and all of that. But I hear exactly what you're saying. I mean, you know, I, a Gaston cinnamon roll is not just a Gaston cinnamon roll and a really good one. It's watching my kids grow up and every time we have to go there, you know, exactly. it, it, I, it's yeah. the it's, it's the ice cream sandwich that we had on our first trip. You know, I mean, it, that I keep coming back to those same things because of the memories that, that it evoked. That is exactly it. And see, so you just took everything that I rambled on about and put it into a brief sentence that actually made sense for the people to listen to. So I appreciate <laughs> that. You hit it on the, there you go. So favorite Disney snack in any park. If I just said, Hey, let's go have a snack at Disney. What, what would you, where would you take me? Well, Ryan, because we haven't, or because I haven't been in the last five years to Disney and, and having just gotten back 
my favorite thing that I will say that I had in this trip was at Pongu Pongu, and it was the Pongo Lupia, I believe it's called. Okay. And that is the pineapple cream cheese spring roll over there in, in Pandora. And it was just mind-blowingly good. Uh, and like I said earlier, I do prefer savory over sweet. Uh, but when it comes to a snack, I think of something, you know, how you know how fast can I get it? I don't want to go wait in line or wait for them to prepare it. Generally, it's something that's right there. I can order it, and here it is. Sure. You know, whether it be that, whether it be something like my mom loves a, a Mickey pretzel, and and I think that it is the worst waste of space that you could possibly have at Disney. <laughs> to be completely honest with you, mom, hey, that's I love not you. nice. Uh, but I, come on, I can go get a pretzel from Sam's Club, but uh, my, not my, a my Disney dad, pretzel. Yeah, you're not right. You're right. Not a Disney pretzel. And my dad is a fiend for Mickey ice cream. Uh, and to me, it's just a dilly bar. But uh, when it comes down to Disney, I like those specialty items. Uh -huh. um, a turkey leg is fantastic. A churro is great. A cinnamon roll is spectacular. Poutine. And poutine is amazing. And, you know, I love it all. It's like, who doesn't love uh, cheese curds and, and gravy on fries? Come on. I mean, it's spectacular. I, I remember the first time that I had poutine, I was in Canada and we were sitting at a restaurant and I ordered French fries and the woman said, do you want gravy on your fries? And it was like a revelation. I'm like, well, why wouldn't I want gravy on my fries? That sounds amazing. <laughs> yes. I, I agree with you. Um, you know, I, I tend to like those snacks that I can't get other places. And I, I think that's, that's part of the fun of, of eating at Disney. Correct. Yeah. And mom, actually, she ordered uh, the tiger tail, which I heard you talk about the Cheshire cat tail. Mm -hmm. I believe is what it was in a, pr a prior episode. And uh, she ordered that and it was it was spectacular. Just, you know, everything you would want out of something quick and sweet and right there in your face. Well, it sounds like with this next question, it might be hard for you to to come up with one. But what's your favorite Disney meal? Well, actually, it's not. Um, it's It's actually very easy for me. Okay. Uh, Disney meals, I can't say other than one. My wife's and I first anniversary, uh, we went to La Cellier and it was spectacular. It was great. Good it's choice. a steakhouse. It's amazing. Uh, but it's a steakhouse. And, you know, for me, the memories are everything. So the memory of that will last with me forever. But the biggest memory, Disney food memory I have uh, was... I would want to say it was probably sometime around 2006, 2007. My family and I and a, and a, a guy who was, I was good friends with had come with us to Disney and we went to Whispering Canyon Cafe. Okay. And I bet there's an, I bet there's an all you can eat skillet story coming up here. In well, summer. it actually wasn't the all you can eat, which I like to eat all I can eat, but <laughs> I am, a, I am a individual who loves to have uh, a drink with every meal and multiple, not, you know, necessarily alcoholic, but at the time, obviously not. Um, I just drink a lot of water. I drink a lot of sweet tea. I drink a lot of sodas. And um, we, I was drinking a Coca-Cola that night. Uh -huh. and it comes out in the little pint-sized mason jar that they serve you in. And uh, after about the third one, the waitress was uh, getting a little irritated that I kept asking for refills. And in the Disney manner, she comes out with a half-gallon pickle jar. And uh, I, I drank it. I drank every bit of it. And she came back to the table and just had this smirk on her face, looking at me like, uh, no, you didn't just test me. She goes back. And if you've ever seen, 
if you've ever seen the um who's the pickle manufacturer clausen if you've sure. ever seen the clausen gallon pickle jars that the big giant pickles come in she came back with a <laughs> gallon pickle jar of coca-cola and i did the best i could to finish it of course it, you know being a a teenager at the time, I gave up a good, or I gave it a good fight, but ultimately lost that battle. Uh, that, along with the fact that if you ask for ketchup in that restaurant, they make a huge scene and to-do about it. Yeah. Uh, just made that the best experience and the biggest memory that I have, especially revolving around Disney food. Very cool. Very cool. Well, you mentioned that this was your first time going back in a while, and this was also one of your first times going back as an adult. So what was different? Um, different as in Disney food or different as in the Disney landscape? Yes. Okay, and we don't so, necessarily need to talk about uh, COVID. You know, we we've sure. talked about that in, in, in other places, you know, but but what, what did you notice? What had changed over the last five years and kind of how did you approach Disney differently? Well, the last time we went, uh, we went with my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, and my wife. And I believe we actually went with another family, or there was another family there at that time that we were there. And as my mom has stated again, and I, and I go back to her, because she's literally told every story that we have for Disney on this podcast already. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yes, uh, it, it's the curse of the family. You never, you never know what you're going to hear. We are a gates open to gate closed family. And for us, that meant getting to the parks an hour and a half, sometimes even two hours early, uh, you know, talking and chatting people up, trying to get that family of the day spot, doing all sorts of things here and there, and then leaving after fireworks, after the kiss goodnight, when all was said and done, just, just dog tired as we could be. Really this time, the biggest difference in all my past trips the crowds were low, yes. Sure. It's, the, it's the times that we're in now where you said earlier that they may only be operating at something like 25% capacity, which is just mind-blowing to think of. But because there was not really many people in the parks, because it was just the three of us this time, we were able to complete the parks in four to five hours every morning, mm -hmm. yeah. doing everything we wanted to do. And we were still sitting down and eating all the snacks and eating all the meals. So the biggest thing, I think, was just the pace that we were going at. Um, being an adult now, I'm definitely not as spry as I was when I was a teenager. And, um, you know, if we, I think if we were to go that sun up to sundown, I would be a little bit more tired. So this was just a fantastic leisurely pace that we kept the entire time. You know, I, I, think, I think people are finding that they like that pace. I, I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about kind of the slower – you know, they're either able to get everything done quicker or they're able to go slower and they're really enjoying that. So I, you know, it's, it's an interesting time at Disney, but for those that want to travel and experience Disney right now, there's, there's definitely a benefit. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't, there wasn't a single thing that was available that we wanted to do that we weren't able to do multiple times. So other than Galaxy's Edge, what were the big differences that you noticed when you came back this time? Yes, Galaxy's Edge, Toy Story Land. I had not been oh, there. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad, which I, I must admit, I was a huge fan of the great movie ride, but they did a spectacular job with... Uh, that replacement and keeping the facade similar and nostalgia mm -hmm. there. 
Um, they have they've changed a lot, obviously, in, in Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, and Magic Kingdom's pretty much the same. Hollywood Studios changed a good bit. Or not, I said Hollywood Studios. Animal Kingdom's changed a good, pretty good bit. And then we weren't able to make it to Epcot, which is my favorite part, but there are some, some small changes there. So, you know, all in all, I would say the biggest difference is the difference that you see in, in Disney's Hollywood Studios with the addition of two separate uh, themed areas. Yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely. And Pandora at Animal Kingdom. Uh, and yes, Pandora at Animal Kingdom uh, was, and I said Disney's a sensory overload. They take Pandora to, they turn it up to 11, as Fender would say. And I, I kind of was a little upset when we found out or when I found out that the parks were closing as early as they were because Disney at night might be my favorite version of Disney uh, of all time. And I'm sure the lights in Pandora and the bioluminescence on the plant mm-hmm. just give off an amazing atmosphere. So what has the best theming, Pandora or Galaxy's Edge? Galaxy's Edge, hands down. You didn't. You didn't even hesitate with that. Answer. No, I didn't. And I, and I, and I'm thinking about it now because, architecturally speaking, uh, the floating mountains in Pandora are just phenomenal. Um, but, I think, Animal Kingdom being the style of park that it is, with so much green, and it feels like you're on a jungle trek the entire time. Pandora for me doesn't feel that far removed from what Animal Kingdom was in the past. Whereas with Hollywood Studios, you know, back there in the back, you had Backlot Tour and you had Honey, I Shrunk the Kids area, but it really wasn't nearly as advanced as it is now. So the addition of Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge really have just uh, completely transformed that whole park, in my opinion. Yeah, good. No, I I agree with your answer 100%. Absolutely. Um, So... Thinking of going to Disney as, as an adult now, what was your favorite uh, adult beverage for from Disney? And maybe there may even be a couple here. Well, so my favorite adult beverage uh, at Disney, um, in the past I've enjoyed drinking uh, different craft beers from around the world and sure. the cocktails that are served at Epcot. But as I said earlier, we didn't make it over there this time. Uh, we, Me and mom and dad, we had a re- really great relaxing time over at Hollywood Derby or Hollywood Brown Derby's Lounge. Oh, I like the outside part, the outside the lounge. outside part, yes. absolutely. We, we had pretty much done everything we needed to do and we're thinking about what our next plan was. And I was hankering for an adult beverage. So me and dad went over there and got in line and I was able to get uh, the I-4 IPA, which uh, is served from, right, from Florida served at the Hollywood Brown uh, Derby bar was fantastic. I also had a uh, Woodford's and ginger, which is always spectacular in my opinion. Um, The only thing I would say is not spectacular is she didn't offer me a double on the Woodford's for the additional $3. And she did offer it to dad on his crown. And I was kind of like for $3, I would have done that. (laughs) Well that, yeah. And, And one of the things that I like at the lounge is the margarita flight. Oh, absolutely. I'm not, well, I say absolutely, I absolutely despise tequila, but uh, a flight of margaritas for anybody who likes that sort of thing, come on, who wouldn't do that? So you talk about a few of your uh, favorite drinks there at Hollywood uh, Studios, but I heard that you're partial to a particular beer, Animal Kingdom. Absolutely, yes, and it was, 
a very pleasant surprise. We had um, been in Animal Kingdom for a few hours that morning, and we had made it back over to Pandora for a second time. That's when we went to Pongu Pongu, uh, had that delicious spring roll, and I had decided that I was going to try one of the signature uh, Pandora beers. And I ordered the Moara High Country Ale, thinking that, you know, I, I'm, I would consider myself a beer connoisseur. I, I like all beers, except for Heineken, which is absolutely horrible. Um, ordered this beer, watched the gentleman pour it, and I looked at the tap handle, and I said, man, those are even themed tap handles. What doesn't Disney do? This is spectacular. <laughs> it was the floating mountains of Pandora. And I looked on the tap handle, and it was from Terrapin Brewery, in Athens, Georgia. And for those of you who listen to this show who don't know, um, my wife actually is a graduate of the University of Georgia, and we lived there for four years. And I lived about six minutes from that brewery, and it was spectacular. So I asked the guy, I said, is that's a Terrapin beer? He said, yes. Come to find out, both Morar High Country Ale and Hawks Grog are both signature beers for Disney brewed by uh, Terrapin, which... I was ecstatic to find out. So, of course, we had to try the other one as well. And they were, uh, or they did not disappoint. That is for, for sure. Very good. Very good. You know, Disney does so well with bringing in beers from all over the country. You know, I mean, there's obviously restaurants that specialize in that at Disney. And, and Christy talked about that last week with the poorhouse. But, you know, e even at their regular places, they have beers from, from all across the country, and, and it's, it's fun to try. It is, especially if, say, you don't make it to the West Coast or the West Coast people don't make it to the East Coast. Disney does such a good job. You're able to uh, branch out and see who new horizons there. So, yeah. Let's say you're going with uh, several couples of adults. How should adults do Disney? Ooh. Well, it depends on the park you're in, but I definitely say pace yourself. Because um, at certain parks, Disney can uh, Disney can sneak up on you pretty quick. I would sure. say, not only in um, the feeling of being tired uh, from walking all day long, but if you go to Epcot with the idea that you are going to partake in every country, I would say that uh, you might be escorted out of Disney pretty quick too. Yeah, I, I think that is something that people think they're going to do and then run into a wall quicker than they imagine. Absolutely. I, I will say this, you know, when, when you say doing Disney as an adult, um, for somebody like me, somebody like you, somebody like mom, who's been 10, 15, 20 or more times, Disney not only seems like a home away from home, but we kind of know the steps of doing certain mm -hmm. things. We know where we're going to go first. We know what rides we're going to do first. We know where we like to eat. We know where we like to sit in the shade. Um, so me and mom have joked around for years that we were going to write a book about how to do Disney. And, you know, maybe one day that'll happen. But uh, I think really when it comes down to it, and you ask me that question, you're like, how, how would I tell adults to do Disney? Honestly, when I have friends that ask me, hey, what, what do I need to do about Disney? What do I need to do this? I can write them out an entire paragraph S five paragraph essay and send it to them via text or email or talk to them on the phone. But uh, what you guys do with uh, vacations is absolutely a 10 out of 10 on what you do for Disney or what I would tell people to do for Disney. Find somebody who does this 
you know, full time. Find somebody who knows the ins and the outs. Because even though I'm a huge Disney fan and I love Disney and everything about Disney, I may not know that a resort is closing, uh, or I may not know that you can or cannot get on the the monorail or the buses or the the new gondola transportation at a certain time. So really, you know, to answer your question there, it's definitely to reach out to somebody who knows. Uh, the most about Disney and, and have them help you, especially if it's not going to cost you any money. And, and just so everybody knows, we did not pay Nick to answer that question that way. <laughs> you did not. That's a no, great I mean, endorsement. It is. But I mean, it's, it's I, I will say this. If I had never gone to Disney ever in my life, and I was the age that I am now, 20, 29, I almost said 28, mom, you, you confused me. <laughs> Uh, if I were 29, if I had kids or if I didn't have kids and I had never gone and I kind of went in with the expectation of the way mom and you and Christy and, and everybody else who I know uh, talks about Disney, I believe that I would be disappointed because I wouldn't know what to do and when to do it. Sure. Um, so for all those new people out there who think that Disney may be a place you want to go to, uh, please at least have some information on hand, do your research, have somebody else in your, in your back pocket there so that they can help you with that. Because otherwise there's a lot of places to get lost in that Disney world. That's for sure. Sounds good. So Nick, last question. Okay. What are your, what are your future plans for Disney trips? Do you either have anything on the books or kind of a dream trip that you've been planting the seed for? Well, um, nothing for certain yet, but my wife has mentioned that her and I, along with some of her uh, uh, vet school friends from Georgia, would like to go around uh, the first of the year this year. Um, so, uh, barring any unforeseen circumstances, hopefully we'll be spending New Year's uh, in the magical place, most magical place on earth. And uh, hopefully, and, and I meant to bring this up earlier again, if I can convince them to, we'll be eating pancakes at Kona Cafe uh, because those were spectacular. Well, just to let you know, you may think that trip's not on the books, but since your wife suggested that it might be a good idea, I guarantee you're going on that trip. Oh, well, and I say it might not be on the books. What I mean for that is it might not be on the books for me. She's already said she's going. Oh. <laughs> so she's going with her friends. Uh, I will go if I can afford the time off of work uh, and are able to be there. But, uh, you know, that and then there was so much that I missed in the last five years that I can't foresee it being nearly that long again for me to be back. Uh, it truly is the the most happiest place on earth. And, uh, you know, each and every time, even as an adult, uh, when you walk into that park, you're just overcome with everything that Disney has to offer. And then, you know, that last five minutes when you're walking out of that park, no matter where it is, um, you know, you, you're sitting there contemplating when you're going to be back again. And, uh, you know, for me, who knows? Maybe I'll convince mom to take me again when they go in two weeks so <laughs> last minute though the, you yeah. know you'll just you'll just jump in the car like yeah this friday night i'll be like hey i'm coming let's go well nick thank you so much for sharing with us it sounds like you it sounds like you had a great trip and it was uh it was fun to talk about disney food beers and and your experience 
Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. The Happiest Plate on Earth is brought to you by Creating Magic Vacations Culinary Agents, Disney Vacation Specialists, offering free concierge-level service, where every vacation is customized to you and your style of travel. If you are looking to create some magical memories at Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney, please reach out by visiting happiestplate.com and clicking on free quote. If you can dream it, you can do it. Always remember that this whole thing was started by a mouse. Thank you.